Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. How old were you when you were adopted? I was nine. And that's what I wanted. I want to feel loved and I want a family. I wanted a lot of children. You see your friends having children and you try and you can't. It was difficult. When we finally learned that we were going to be able to go over to Russia and pick up a little boy and girl of our own, it was just a tremendous event. And we were very excited. We had seen pictures of the children and they were beautiful. How did the agency describe Caroline? A wonderful, outgoing, intelligent little girl love to be around all ages of children, and desperately looking for parents. Was that an accurate description? No, it was not. No. After we returned home, we would see her staring off into the distance blankly in a trance-like state. She started to stand over our bed at night. I'd wake up and she'd be right over my face. There was a coldness in her and an anger and just a distance. She became someone I didn't know at all. I mean, at all. Carolee began stealing everything in the house. She stole all my jewelry. Our knives were disappearing. She would do things like putting a kitten in the middle of a pack of dogs. Cruel type behavior. And then she snapped. And tried to kill Joshua. She had him in her hands and was going to throw him over the deck. She had him? Yes. Yes. Over the side here? Yes. And I just started screaming, put him down, Carolee. Put him down. What are you doing? I'm going to kill him. I called the psychiatrist. What am I going to do? You know, what, what do we do? She's becoming violent. 
Doctor, there is no question in your mind that Carolee is a very troubled little girl. No, there's no question in my mind about it at all. This child I would consider to be a homicide risk. She's been on all kinds of medication, and none of it has worked. We've had cameras installed, and we've had alarms installed on her doors. You know, I don't know what the solution is. What am I going to do? We're going to get you the best help we can, okay? I did not try to kill my brother. I love him. I'm a daddy, just I've done many stories uh, during the course of my career, but this was one that, that really stuck with me. You want to rescind the adoption? We feel like we tried everything. It hit me in my heart. So you plan on taking Carolee back to Russia? Yes. Yes. I felt helpless leaving her behind. I didn't know what would become of her. You're a strong girl. Strong girl. You're gonna be fine, okay? Hours listeners know to always expect the unexpected, including when home appliances break down. An American Home Shield warranty can restore your sense of security. It's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, contact American Home Shield and their trusted and qualified pros will fix or replace it. Right now, you could take 20% off. Go to ahs.com slash 48 to save 20%. That's ahs.com slash 48 for 20% off any plan. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. American Home Shield, don't worry, be warranty. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24/7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe 
like Simply Safe. More than two decades ago, an American couple adopted this little girl from Russia. 30 seconds ago, he was terrified of her. They soon came to believe she was dangerous. Can't you hurry? Even capable of murder. You take care, okay? You strong. I was with them when they brought her back to Russia and left her. Covering the story changed my life and left me steeped in a haunting mystery that began when the couple first arrived in Moscow, hoping to find the perfect child. I think it's innate in every woman to want to be a good parent, to have children, and to share your life. Here's Crystal, she's tired. Often comments would be made about, well, when are you gonna have children? It was hard. We thought this is gonna be a wonderful journey. Moscow, 1997. Crystal and Jesse, we agreed not to use their last name, are both 30 and have tried for years to have a child of their own. It was something we really wanted to do. We wanted to parent. And we really wanted a house full. Far away from home, they're finally about to become parents. We really wanted to give a child an opportunity. Adoptive parents. I was adopted myself. I know the benefits that adoption can bring. They found their daughter on an adoption agency's webpage posted on the internet. She was a beautiful child. For them, she was the perfect child, a blonde, blue-eyed nine-year-old. We thought, you know, this is an older child. We can give a normal life. Before leaving for Russia, the adoption agency gave them the little girl's medical records. The agency described Carolee as a wonderful, outgoing, intelligent little girl who was charming to be around. You understood, though, that adopting an older child carries certain risks. Absolutely. Certain risks. They took an eight-hour train ride from Moscow to an orphanage in the small town of Borovici. They already paid nearly $30,000 to make all the necessary arrangements. And the child they called Carolee was anxiously awaiting their arrival. She uh, looked in my eyes very warmly. You're my mama. She calls you mama? She did from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. My American mama, she said. At the orphanage, the couple would not only adopt Carolee, they also found her a baby brother, a three-year-old they would name Joshua. It was exciting. But there were signs that the road ahead might be rocky. We did see the anger. But it could be explained. Certainly a child arriving to a new culture, a new family, you know, leaving her home. That's the only thing she's ever known. Back in the United States, the family settled into a brand new home in a comfortable suburb of Atlanta, a short commute to Jesse's computer engineering job. We tried to make it very homey for her and happy. She's a little princess, Daddy. We tried to give her everything we thought a little girl should have. But the beautiful little girl was having big problems. As soon as we brought her home, she was very, very withdrawn and isolating. 
didn't cry at all, but just very angry. It was nothing, they thought, a little love couldn't fix. I spent all the time with her. I quit my job. I gave her 100% of me. It wasn't working. They say off camera, she started acting badly. She just began becoming very destructive. Oh, oh, oh. Then the unthinkable happened. On Carolee's second Christmas in America. Things seem to have started off well. Yeah. Carolee's got a new bike and we were learning how to ride it. She had never ridden one before. You're doing it! See? I really thought that everything was going great. It was not long after when Crystal heard the horrible sound. So I was over planting and I heard Joshua screaming. Crystal says that's when she first saw Carolee holding her four-year-old brother Joshua over the railing of the 30-foot high deck. She had him? Yes. Yes. Over the side here? Yes. This wasn't roughhousing. No. In her face, there was anger and hate. Crystal says that moment changed everything. I'm going to kill him, she said. Um, why? I'm mad at him. What did he do? He's getting on my nerves. I said, you would kill him for trying to get on your nerves? Surely you don't mean it. You don't mean kill him. And she said, yes, I do. Well, can you do this? No. I can do that. We asked Joshua about it. Oh. Are you afraid of Carolee? Yes, because she tried to throw me off the deck. Because she tried to throw you off the deck? Yes. That's why I'm afraid of her. Are you worried that she's going to do something to you right now? Because she's not. Mommy's here. Crystal and Jesse's relationship with Kara Lee was in freefall after the incident involving Joshua on the family's 30-foot outdoor deck. She started telling me, you know, I'm hearing voices and I'm seeing things. She says when the voices tell her to do something, she has to do it or they'll hurt her. And the voices, she said, told her to kill him. She was hallucinating that she was seeing snakes. The couple had her admitted to a psychiatric hospital. She spent almost four months under constant care before Crystal and Jesse say their insurance started running out and they were forced to bring Kara Lee back into their home again. This is what you see. Yes. She's repeated this for months. On multiple occasions, if I get another chance, I will kill him. And she told us that too. Try to um, kill Joshua. So they're installing an elaborate security system. So you have cameras installed at various points in the house. Right? Yes, in the living room, her bedroom, her bathroom. Kara Lee is forbidden to be alone with Joshua. Is he safe? No? That's why I had to get help. That's why you have to get help. She is a risk to the family members. Dr. Brian Kennedy was one of the psychiatrists who saw Carolee. She's got a tremendous amount of rage and anger that she's hidden inside her. There's clear evidence of a clinical depression. Um, there's definitely um, clear evidence of an attachment disorder. Um, now, 
there may be other developing psychiatric difficulties, such as bipolar illness or schizophrenia. She was given heavy medication. But they say the medications aren't working. We're going to get you the best help we can, okay? It's going to be all right. You love her, but you're frightened of her. Yes. The anger that she has focused towards Joshua is like something I've never seen before. Mommy's not ever going to let her hurt you. Four-year-old boys should never have to ask their parents the question, why did my sister try to kill me? But since being home from the psychiatric hospital, there's already been another frightening incident. They say Carolee tried strangling the family dog, Aurora. We woke up at 3 in the morning, and Aurora was hung from her collar with the leash tied to a pole. I'm going to go to my grandma's today. So Joshua's being sent 600 miles away to live at his grandmother's house in Texas. Why do we have to send him to grandma's to keep him safe? Because I may hurt him. Just imagine, you think you're bringing a bright girl to your home, but no one's told you that they're sociopathic and they have no conscience. In fact, they say the agency that arranged Carolee's adoption, the Frank Foundation, told them the opposite. Carolee is emotionally nice, she's open, she's tender, she's obedient, she's friendly. Nothing in that sentence would lead you to question, wow, could there be you know, a tremendous variety of hidden medical issues here? It was a glowing report, except for one thing. They did say she was a ligophrenic. Translated then as mental retardation. But the couple says they asked about it and were told not to worry. They stated that it was developmental delay, just slow to learn. And we were assured that this child was healthy and that in a good home with proper nutrition, um, with the best of doctors in America, helping her with the developmental issues, that she should be fine. Only after the adoption was official, Crystal and Jesse say, did the Frank Foundation provide them with more documents that revealed troubling things about Carolee's past says the mother was amoral and antisocial. You know, these types of words are very loaded. They carry a lot of psychological meaning. The new documents described how Carolee's birth mother left her dirty, hungry, and in rags. Crystal and Jesse believe the mistreatment had a lasting effect on Carolee. When I dreamed of adopting a little girl, this was not my dream. We would not have adopted the child. You would not have adopted her? No. no, we would not have. And as they continued digging into Carolee's past, they found out more. Officials at the orphanage say Carolee was in a special dorm for children with mental disabilities. Critical information, the couple says, the adoption agency failed to share with them. You didn't hide any information? Never. And why would I? Back then, Nina Kostina, a Russian emigre, ran the Frank Foundation. She said the medical information she received was limited by Russian privacy laws. But adoptive parents, once in Russia, can get anything they need. Once the parents are in the orphanage, they have access to any medical records, to the, to the doctors, to anything. And this is their time when they should ask any questions. So it's their fault? I'm not telling... I'm telling you that this is their obligation. This is lifetime decision. They should do it while they're in the orphanage. 
When we first covered this story more than two decades ago, Nina Castina said that no information had been withheld from the family. But at the time, 48 Hours spoke with eight families who adopted through the Frank Foundation, and they all said they had received inaccurate medical information. Their children had been diagnosed with illnesses like fetal alcohol syndrome, hepatitis C, brain tumors, and a slew of psychological problems they claim the Frank Foundation didn't prepare them for. Three of the families who spoke with sued but lost. Crystal and Jesse feel like they're out of options. So as Joshua leaves for the safety of his grandmother's home in Texas, oh, I'm gonna miss you so much. They make a painful decision. We cannot continue to be your parents. They say the only way their son can return home is to send Carolee away forever. We've been here every day loving her, nurturing her, helping her. We, we couldn't save her. Time to go get your picture made, Carolee. She has so many psychological problems. What we're going to do is we're going to get your picture made today. She is a danger to society. But more than that, she's a danger to our son. So you still like to get your picture taken after all this time? I like it. The fact of the matter is that we cannot be her parents anymore. One, two, three. Crystal and Jesse are about to do something that's difficult to imagine. Honey, did you want to see us? They are taking Kara Lee back to Russia. And child. There are parents out there that will not be able to understand what you're about to do. If I hadn't been in this position myself, I might have been stating the very same thing that I expect to hear from them. Why? How could you do this? How could you do this? It's a long trip. You need skepticolor. There must be a family somewhere in America that would adopt her. We thought that uh, there would be a family out there. Well, how are you today? And we've actually spoken to a few families. In every case so far, after reviewing the medical information... She tried to throw my son off a very high deck. They've said thanks, but no thanks. They have told Kara Lee they're taking her to a new hospital. How long are they going to stay in, in there? But she has no idea it's a psychiatric hospital in Russia. This 12-year-old girl has been abandoned by her birth parents, and now... Her adoptive parents are also rejecting her. Well, it's not a case of her adoptive parents rejecting her. But that's what it's, she's going it's to going to be interpret a case it as. Of her adoptive parents not being able to care for her. What's wrong, honey? But you have to understand, psychiatrists tell us that Carolee has no bonding, no affection. It's okay. I think the best thing in the world for her is a good night's sleep. I do too. So Carolee most likely will just move on. It looks cruel to me, cruel and not thoughtful. Nina Castina, the woman who arranged Carolee's adoption, is distraught over the decision. I feel very sorry for her. For her part, she questions whether Carolee is even that sick. They say that she tried to kill her little brother. This is what they, they say. say. She tried to kill the family dog. She's extremely violent. That's what they say, yes. Do you believe it? That's what they say. Psychiatrist Brian Kennedy says Carolee suffers from attachment disorder, in effect, an inability to love. And that, he says, 
makes her dangerous. It's hard for me to digest because when I look at her, she seems like a very sweet little girl who smiles and laughs. She does love to smile and laugh. And I think in certain situations that are non-stressful for her, she presents as a very amiable child. But I think when you look at what she's been through and when you see how she functions under stress, she can become very different and have very significant rage. She has thought about killing her brother. She has tried to kill him, and she could not give me assurances that she wouldn't kill him. Others who treated Kara Lee had concerns as well, but at least one psychiatrist had another opinion. After treating Kara Lee, he wrote, Kara Lee's behavior was impeccable. He said the staff perceived that Crystal and Jesse were too often cool and distant towards their daughter, and that Kara Lee at times appeared to be frightened by her interactions with them. Kara Lee is a very different person when you really get to know her. It took me a year and a half to break through the facade. They have made up their minds. Carol Lee must return to Russia. The doctors in America have told me that if she returns home, she will kill my son. I believe them. She's already tried it once. It's very strong possibility she'll try it again with success. They tapped into their life savings to bring Carol Lee here to be treated by Russian doctors. They have worked with kids from Russian orphanages. They found a bed for Kara Lee at this children's psychiatric hospital in Moscow. But they don't hold out much hope, and they're now thinking about annulling the adoption. Doctors suspected they were trying to abandon her and demanded copies of their passports and made them promise to return for Kara Lee in two months. Kara Lee understands that she is here to be treated by Russian specialists. And that's all she's here for at the time. But she does not understand that you will not be returning for her. No, that's not the case. At this time, the only thing we're stating is that she's here for a diagnosis and an evaluation. But Carolee senses something is terribly wrong. They tell me that last night they love me and everything I told them I love them very much, but then they know that but they didn't believe me. Then, just a few minutes before she'll enter the hospital, Kara Lee tells me something she's never told me before. I did not try to kill my brother. That she never tried to kill her brother Joshua. You didn't try to kill Joshua? You're telling me the truth? I just tried to him just pick him up, that's all. Because he was too heavy. Kara Lee says it was all a big misunderstanding. I did not try to kill my brother. I love him. I'm a daddy, just understand it. But there's no turning back. You've pursued every possible avenue, yes. and this is the only thing you can do. This yes. is the, this is the only thing we can do. Come on, honey. Crystal and Jesse left her there. Days later, mm-hmm. I returned with a hidden camera and visited Kara Lee. Hey! Hi! Now in a locked ward. I don't feel safe stay here. She was frightened. I want to back America. I'm scared to stay here. But Crystal and Jesse have made a final decision. Now we're heading back to the airport. It's been a long trip. Good old USA. They're not bringing Kara Lee back.
If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The last time I saw Kara Lee was in Russia more than 20 years ago. She was terrified. She was in a locked ward in a children's psychiatric hospital. The door slammed shut, and I wasn't sure if I'd ever see her again. Over the years, we've repeatedly tried to find her. I always wondered how she was doing, if she was thriving, if she was happy. Many years passed. She was in my thoughts and in my heart. Hey! <laughs> oh my gosh! And finally, she got in touch with me. It's been so long. Now, 33 years old, she calls herself Sabrina. Look at you! And is married with four children. What have you been doing over the last 21 years? Making babies. So beautiful. <laughs> We met near her home in North Carolina. We have a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Okay. I had a thousand questions for Sabrina. How did she end up here? What she says happened on that deck that day. And what she thought went wrong with Jesse and Crystal. You liked her. I did. You liked him. I did. It was a family that said, hey, I will adopt this child and I would like to give them a home and they will love me for who I am. But to Sabrina back then, it seemed that Joshua was always the favorite. Did that create any jealousy? It didn't create jealousy. I felt more down. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I wasn't this child that they wanted because I was, I was older. I had my own feelings. I already had a history, you know. I loved that he was getting loved and he was having a family. Yes, it sucked for me. You didn't have an emotional connection with Crystal and Jesse? Because Joshua was so centered, I think we lost it. I think it was just lost. I was starting to become very depressed. It came to the point I was very suicidal. Suicidal? I was very suicidal. There were days I, t I tried to attempt multiple times, and I just couldn't do it. That's when I started creating a story. I told Crystal, you know, I'm seeing and hearing things. Are you seeing something now? 
Did you see something earlier? Because I wanted out. I, I wanted out. So were you hallucinating at that time? No. No hearing, no seeing things. It was just a child trying to get out. She had him in her hands and was going to throw him over the deck. And as for what happened on the deck, Sabrina has a decidedly different version of events from Crystal that she says started when Crystal asked her to get Joshua. Crystal was gardening, and Joshua was screaming on top of the deck. And Crystal said, I need you to go get Joshua. Trying to pick up a child that's really almost as big as you is kind of hard. So I'm trying to walk down the steps, just able to hold him so he doesn't fall. Crystal looked, and she said, Put him down, Carolee. Put him down. Put him down. I eventually put him down, and she's like, you tried to kill him, didn't you? And I said, no. I was trying to pick him up so he doesn't fall because he was sliding off my hands. And she's like, no, you were trying to kill him. And she kept saying it and saying it, and I said, yes. So I just, I finally said yes. Sabrina repeated that story that she tried to kill Joshua to everyone, including me. What happened that day out on the deck? I was trying to push him off the deck. You're trying to push him off the deck? Try to um, call Joshua. What happened on that deck seemed to take on a life of its own. Crystal brought Sabrina to various doctors. I went to psychiatrist after psychiatrist, and I remember Crystal saying, just remember you wanted to kill Joshua. I said, okay, I, re- I will tell him. Dr. Kennedy said you were potentially schizophrenic, bipolar, you had homicidal tendencies, and you were a danger to this family. Hmm. That's hard to hear. If I wanted to hurt somebody, it would have been done, and that never happened. I'm not that person. I was never that person. Today, Sabrina says she is not on any medication and suffers from no mental illness. A number of doctors back then, though, seemed to think she needed help. We tried to contact Dr. Kennedy, but have been unable to reach him. You were also accused of trying to kill the family dog. I don't know where that came from, because I love that dog. (laughs) It's okay. How did you learn that you were going back to Russia? Crystal said they were running out of options, and they think the Russian Institute will be better. So how is it going here? Not good. Not good? Why? How did that make you feel when you're sitting there in the hospital in Moscow, waiting for them to return to pick you up, and they didn't? I knew they weren't coming. I felt so guilty. Because I wanted to take you. I wanted you to take me. I was like, why is nobody taking me? I just wanted out. Sabrina said she cried and was frightened. I felt like I was in jail. But then I think of it, I put myself there. You know, all those lying and doing what they want me to do, I put myself there. Then, after two months, it was Nina Castina from the adoption agency who arrived at the Institute. Nina showed up. She brought me clothes. She asked me if I remembered her. And she took Sabrina to live with her in Virginia. Eventually, Sabrina moved in with a new set of parents in North Carolina. I have parents. 
they're the parents that took me in, that took their time to learn who I am and make me a better person. After high school, she volunteered for the nonprofit Mercy Ships and spent two years in Africa helping to provide medical care to underprivileged people. Loved it. Really? I did. When she returned home in 2010, she got a job in a hospital. And at church, she met math teacher Phil Caldwell. I fell in love with him when I saw him interact with kids. The way he was treating them, how committed he was. She's just very real and very genuine. And I love that about her. But before she would even consider getting engaged, she insisted that Phil watch the original 48 Hours show about her early life. My heart broke for her. I really couldn't believe all of the things that she had gone through. I think she expected me to run, but it was the opposite reaction of what she expected me to think. They married in 2014 and now have three lovely daughters and a newborn son. Fun kids. Love them. She's very loving and she's very caring. That looks real good. And I think probably what Sabrina went through has had a, a greater impact on her parenting than she can see herself. You go, girl. Because she is so amazing at it. You are doing it all by yourself. Phil recently stopped teaching and started a new job at the same hospital where his wife works. Seems like you're in a really good place. I am. You're happy. I am. But Sabrina, like me, has always wondered what happened to Crystal and Jesse. And she says that after two decades, she was ready to find out. See more of Sabrina's story and her life now at 48hours.com. After she became a mother, Sabrina says she wanted Crystal and Jesse to know she had a family of her own and she wanted to share her side of the story. She found Crystal on social media and finally hit the send button. I'd sent her a message stating to her that I hope she's well and I just want to make this really clear for you. I've never wanted to hurt Joshua and I never heard or saw things in my life. And how did she respond? She said she prayed that I would have a better family. Did you love Crystal and Jesse? I did. And I still have a high respect for them. Putting myself in their shoes, I would have probably done almost the same thing. But not everything. I wouldn't never take a child back. Still, she says, she harbors no hard feelings toward them. I learned to forgive my past. I have an amazing husband. I can't thank God enough for him. I have amazing kids. But if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't have that. Sabrina says Crystal and Jesse have three biological daughters of their own, along with Joshua. They declined our request for an interview. However, Jesse said that he and Crystal were glad Sabrina's life had turned out so well and that Joshua was now a father, too. Hi, girls. In the end, it appears that Crystal and Jesse, like Sabrina, eventually found families and happiness. And, as it turned out, 
So did I. Don't be scared, okay? And my journey started the minute I left Sabrina in Russia. I cried as I was leaving. Then I started saying to myself, you know, maybe one day I, I, I can rescue an, an older child. But the timing wasn't right. I was single, and as a CBS News correspondent, I was still traveling endlessly. Then I had a story in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I went to an orphanage there to make a donation. I said, you know what? Uh, I'm close to 40 now. I'm going to go for it. In 2003, I became certified to adopt a child and learned about a woman in Djibouti, Africa, who wanted to find someone to adopt her four-year-old son. And I looked at his photo, and the resemblance was uncanny. This looks like my kid. I had been to Africa twice and never heard of Djibouti. But that Thanksgiving, I flew there to meet this young boy and his mother. His name was Ayanli Kadra Mahmoud Abdi. I noticed that his eyes danced. That's a signal that he's smart. He's clever. His mother was Kadra. She gave birth to her son after a short affair with a French soldier. And ever since then, she feared for the boy's safety because he was mixed race. They were homeless and living in an abandoned building. He was sleeping on the floor, and so was she. Begging was his routine. I took them to lunch, and over the course of the next two weeks, I got to know them. I began bonding over hamburgers and fries and walking around on the street. He spoke four languages, but not English. We mined, like... Let's eat. You need to go home to sleep. I mean, that's how basic it was. Fortunately, there was a bowling alley and a small beach at a nearby military base. We went bowling a lot, which something he had never done before. We didn't know how to swim, so we took a boat to this small little beach island that was reserved for the military personnel. I made two more lengthy visits to Djibouti. But when it came time for the adoption, there was a problem. Kadra never signed her name before. She didn't know how to sign her name. She practiced <laughs> over and over again, you know, over and over again. It was such a um, loving and selfless act. The attorney sitting next to us said to Kadra, Troy will be a good father. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, time will tell. My name is Jonah Gray Roberts. And my father is Troy Roberts. That's the street you lived on in Djibouti. The whole adoption process, I was four years old. There wasn't really much to tell a four-year-old. You are. I was just 
there's a man here who's you know taking care of me, who's feeding me. He also did get me a tutor, so I, I was getting education. At that age, you don't really think anything about it. Um, you're just, this could be, you know, my long-lost dad. And then 10 months after meeting my son, it was finally time to go. That was an intense day. I'm thousands of feet in the air. This is my first time ever on an airplane. Then my dad tells me, oh, we're in New York City. This is your new home. And I remember seeing my first home, my first real home. And he's like, this is your room. It's my own bed. I didn't have to share with anyone. I had a desk, a place where I started studying, had the tutors. It was, it was amazing. We did everything together, so much together. I really enjoyed watching him learn new things and introducing him to a, a whole new world. There was never father and adopted son. It was always, you know, father and son. And like any father, I have a lot to learn from my son. Who needs three monitors, Jonah? I do. You don't understand technology. Empty breeder. We're refrigerating plastic. What can I do? You just stand there. Every Thanksgiving, we have this thing where before we start eating, after I've made the full meal, because he doesn't know how to cook, um, we would always start off by saying, like, what we're grateful for this year. And now, when I think about Sabrina's journey, and Crystal, and Jesse's, and Jonah's, and my own, I realize how much we all have to be thankful for. It seems like everyone's story has a happy ending. And uh, that's, that's pretty cool, you know? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. A beautiful young woman gunned down. She feared for her life. Years pass. No arrest. Now. There is a possible breakthrough. What happened to Rachel? Do you believe that someone will be arrested in this case? I think we'll have answers. A new 48 Hours, Saturday on CBS. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.